Welcome to Extraordinary People, the podcast that highlights people who inspire others, have made significant contributions to the world, or who have overcome adversity. This show is hosted by Shirley Bogtel, author, educator, wife, mother, and grandparent. Learn more and subscribe today at ShirleyWachtel.com. And now, here's my grandma, Shirley Wachtel. Welcome, everyone, to this new episode of Extraordinary People. I am so happy today to have with us Warren Kasdan, who happens to be our cousin that we don't uh, get to see nearly enough as we'd like. But this is a great opportunity for me to ask him many questions that I've wanted to ask uh, about. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about Warren. Warren Kasdan is a retired lawyer with a passion for travel. After 50 years of frequent voyages, he has now visited all seven continents, 111 present or former countries and 45 states. Within days after graduating from Princeton University, he set off on a two-month, 14,000-mile automobile trip around the United States. Within hours after completing the bar exam, Following graduation from Boston University Law School, he set off on a six-week trip to Europe, including a week in the Soviet Union. Early trips took him to India, Nepal, Israel, China, Argentina, Brazil, Thailand. Later, he visited Turkey, Kenya, Tanzania, the Philippines, Egypt, South Africa, Australia, Bolivia, and Peru. After retiring, he decided to go on a few more trips and saw Vietnam, Cambodia, Central America, Ukraine, Ecuador, Tunisia, Chile, the Central Asian Republics, Indonesia, Cuba, Myanmar, the Caucasus, the UAE, Oman, and Mongolia. He has special fondness for exploring ancient ruins and observing remarkable geography. However, he particularly enjoys his first serendipitous walk around a foreign city. So, Warren, I'm so delighted to welcome you today. It's it's great to be with you, Shirley. I have so many questions um, because um, I've always had a love for travel, but unfortunately couldn't travel as much. Uh, through the years as I would like, um, first getting a chance now, but kind of COVID got in the way. But um, uh, Warren, I do want to get started with where does this passion for travel come from? What's in your background that has excited that that uh, desire to see to go to new places? Well, when, when I was a, a child, um, I always loved history and I loved geography. And uh, I would uh, look into uh, encyclopedias or and I'd love maps of all different places. And I'd see all these far flung locations and I'd. Uh, you know, dream of maybe one day setting foot on these uh, places. And uh, uh, one by one, I've had a chance to do that. Uh, and uh, I, I love places associated with history. Uh, 
Uh, I love to set foot on places where some incredible event happened. Uh, and as I, as you mentioned, I, I love uh, ancient civilizations. So I, I love to uh, walk around the ruins all around the world of, of different civilizations um and uh uh just to 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 continually go to new corners of the earth and and just see uh uh what exists on on this planet uh good and bad um you know just to to comprehend uh what what makes up our world when you travel, do you generally go on your own or do you join groups or do you perhaps do a little bit of both? Um, it's sort of evolved through the years. Um, in the beginning, I tend more to want to do it on my own. Um, I, I might have like a package but essentially, when I got to the location, I do it on my own. Uh, that would be particularly what I'd want to do if I'd go to a, a major Western city, uh, Western European city. Uh, you know, I'd want to explore it on my own. Um, when you uh, reach out to third world countries, that becomes more difficult. Uh, so, so as I branched into the third world countries, I tend more to get on to tours. Uh, and in the beginning, I'd focus more on the, on the cities, the major cities. But eventually, I'd want to set out to the countryside uh, see all, you know, off the beaten track more. And, uh, as I wanted to do that, it became more difficult to do that on my own right. and, and easier to do it, uh, either with a day, day trip tour or eventually more with a package tour. Uh, as I've, gotten older uh to be frank i've gotten a little lazier uh when when you're on your own you have to make all kinds of arrangements sure. uh check train schedules and whatever and as i'm a little older in years uh it does become a little easier uh when the uh the tour makes those arrangements uh you still uh can explore places particularly the cities on your own a little bit um and and also e even in the major cities i i do like to at least get a a an organized city tour to right. get the the hang of the place uh, and then and then walk around a lot. 
uh, that's why my husband, Arthur, and I um, tend to stick with tours because we just, you know, couldn't figure out um, the schedules and look up places. And it just seems a lot easier. And they do give you some some free days anyway. So you could explore on your own. So um, that could work. The other thing I've evolved into is uh, uh, as the years went by, and I guess beginning maybe uh, in the last 10 or 15 years, I've uh, started doing cruises. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, uh, what's good about a cruise is it will get you uh to a lot of places that probably aren't worth a trip on their own, mm-hmm. but it, but it drops you off in a location and you can spend the day there uh, exploring and then get back on the ship and go somewhere else for the next day. Right. Right. Uh, That's a good point you're making. Um, I, I, didn't realize, you know, I, I, it had occurred to me that, wow, you know, you've, you've traveled. I always see you sending out posting pictures on Facebook when you're all over the world. And I'm thinking too bad he didn't get a chance to explore this country, but then you send me your bio and I see that you've been to 45 States. So why don't we begin there and um, let's just say, I, I believe you lived in New Jersey all your life. So that's your base, correct? Yes, okay. that's correct. So um, tell us what um, you, of these 45 states, which was, if you could pick one that maybe was most enjoyable or most interesting or an, a state that perhaps surprised you the most. Um, I, I like different places for different reasons. Um, and I, you mentioned that I did the, the initial cross country trip right after college, uh, that focused, uh, mostly on the national parks. Um, and, uh, and I, uh, also did a, uh, a little bit of a uh, return in 2018 where I did a Southwest U.S. trip, uh, which focused on national parks. And in, in that, uh, uh, in that direction, uh, I think the place that has the greatest national parks in my opinion, is definitely Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah, southern Utah, has incredible natural parks, national parks. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I'd highly recommend uh, anyone traveling in the U.S. to get a chance to see at least some of those parks. Any, any uh, one in specifics that, you, that comes to mind? Um, I love Bryce National nice. Park. Probably and we miss that. But of course, we miss that one when we went to see the parks uh, over the summer recently. Okay, why? What did you love about it? Uh, it has these striking structures 
they're called uh i believe hoodoos and uh they're like these stone columns of multicolored columns uh all around a like a desert floor and they're all around and they're just so breathtaking to look at and what i did on the first trip when i was on my own was we did a hike through them uh yeah. that that was incredible um but uh I, so uh i really enjoyed bryce but i also enjoyed the others as well right and um of any of the other states kind of surprise you in terms of um the sites that you saw or the people that you met, any anything that comes to mind? Um, again, my, my first trip uh, was uh, in 1974. And uh, I, uh, uh, in, in that era, I was frankly a little nervous as i traveled in some places in the south mm -hmm. uh, and uh and i remember uh we were uh in southern new mexico uh and we went to carlsbad caverns which was great mm -hmm. but our next destination was to go east across west texas to san antonio uh west texas was a scary place to mm -hmm. be in okay. <laughs> <laughs> and every, and we were doing this mostly at night ah. uh, and uh there were a lot of there was it was complete scrub uh terrain flat completely flat um and everyone had a picket pickup truck and uh and you imagine that everybody in that pickup truck probably had a rifle oh dear lord <laughs> and, and we had new license plates. <laughs> oh no oh no those license plates oh my goodness and, and our plan was somewhere in the middle to sort of pull to the side of the road uh, to sleep in the mm -hmm. car. Oh, oh, okay. Because there was no campsite nearby. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we kind of decided maybe that wasn't the greatest. Yeah, not a great plan. <laughs> <laughs> so. so we well. drove all night through okay. <laughs> so i i uh, let's go to um something a little a little happier actually and i'm gonna be asking this question of you again because i'm so curious food where'd you find yeah. the best food in the u.s in the u.s yes um actually a surprising place chicago has great food and great restaurants uh i never would have thought that um i love for instance Sichuan food 
And Chicago had one of the best Sichuan restaurants I'd ever been to. Uh, So Chicago and, of course, uh, New Orleans has has fantastic food. Um, I'm not a great seafood eater. Mm-hmm. But but I I went to New Orleans uh, and went to some of the classic restaurants and had crab meat uh, mm-hmm. uh, entrees and it was just delicious. Mm. Uh, if I recall, I think I also mm-hmm. had uh, uh, what was it? I think I had turtle soup. <laughs> oh wow it's pretty weird <laughs> wow but you know what i would actually have to agree with you on both those places uh, the food is really good in both those places um also uh, they have a, a steakhouse i can't recall the name in uh in chicago as well and um that was yeah. that was really really very good um and everybody knows about new orleans of course um did uh, you find, um, let me ask you this, Let, just staying one more question about the, um, about the U S um, what place was the most fun? The most fun. Um, I probably repeat again, New Orleans was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, this was year again, years ago. Um, I also was in Las Vegas, I guess, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh early on. And, uh, I went to the, to Las Vegas a couple times early on and I, I liked it, uh, just to walk around. Uh, and, uh, I'm not a big gambler. Uh, and I also like, uh, to go to the shows mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I would, uh, I guess on my second trip there, uh, I would, uh, go to an early show and then a late show, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I like two, two shows every night. Yeah, we did and that. We did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yeah. that was a lot of fun. I, I went to las vegas again as part of my return visit to the southwest in 2018 and it had changed so dramatically became so crowded and big time and i I did not enjoy it uh half as much as i did in the past right very interesting and um have you uh, I'm going to ask this question and it might seem, uh, just, uh, um, ridiculous, you know, ridiculous, but, um, have you had the opportunity to explore our neighbor, New York city, you know, very close because I find a lot of people who do travel, they, um, they really go uh, far away and don't take the time to look next door at what we have available um as far as new york when you're talking about uh the major sites in new york actually i saw a lot of those 
in elementary school field trip. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, we went to the Statue of Liberty, uh-huh. uh, I don't know, like, uh, fifth grade or something like that. And I've never been back. <laughs> well, let me recommend it. <laughs> you know, we have the World Trade Center site and they have the buildings that there's a building you yeah. can go all the way up to the top and look out on if you if not if you're not afraid of heights and all kinds when, of when, fun stuff. When I was working, uh, I would uh, there was a period, I guess, in the 80s or 90s where uh, I would frequently just drive into New York for dinner and then and then come come back home. Um, because there were, you know, uh, cuisines that I could get there. Like I love French food, which you can't really, there aren't that many French restaurants in New Jersey. Um, so I'd go to New York, get a French meal, uh, at a half reasonable price and then just come, come back home. But I've, uh, uh, occasionally gone for shows in in the beginning of my professional life i'd go very very frequently for for broadway shows uh not as much recently although uh uh if you recall i guess about 10 years ago uh there was a revival of hair uh on broadway uh and I went to see Hair, uh, and I had the albums, but I had never seen the show uh, and loved it, and then went back to see it again, and uh, and then went back to see it a third time. Okay. And you haven't seen Hamilton yet, huh? I have not seen it. Uh, so I would recommend that we, go, we got to see that um, uh well, we were supposed to see it during the pandemic, but then we got to see it in that yeah. window of time we Love had it. when we could. And just wonderful. But um, now tell me about um, what was your first trip abroad or out of the country? Uh, the first trip out of the country was actually in high school uh, where I was in the key club in high school. And there was the International Key Club Convention in Montreal. And my first foreign trip was, and my first plane trip was I got on a plane and flew to Montreal uh, for, I think, four days for the Key Club Convention and loved Montreal. Uh, for me, and yes. at, at that, it, for me in those days, that was pretty exotic. Yeah, French, uh, <laughs> French, mm-hmm. and I had taken French in high school, so I practiced my French there, uh, and found it, you know, very adventurous. Uh, but that was my first foreign trip to Montreal. Yeah, yeah I remember. I think that was our kids' first trip out of the country. Uh, yeah, they were little and we drove from Lake George to Montreal. We just kept going and ended up in Montreal and they, all they wanted to do was go into 
um, a, a French McDonald's. So they had that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, pleasure. Um, okay, so um, we're going abroad now. Um, tell us, um, let's start. Let's start with Europe, and I'm going to let you kind of talk about whatever comes to mind, countries that impressed you again or surprised you in some way. Where are our appetites? Okay. Um, my first trip to Europe, my first destination, uh, and, and you arrive, of course, in Europe on most flights uh, in the morning. You've been over an overnight flight and you arrive in the morning. And I arrived in Paris. Uh, so that was my first European place uh, to visit. Uh, I got my hotel room on the left bank uh, with a balcony overlooking uh, the, the Latin Quarter. Uh, and I got settled and then set off and just walked and walked and walked everywhere in Paris mm. and just adored it and the history and just all the sights that you, you, you dreamed of and there they were in front of you. Uh, so I loved Paris, um, but, uh, as far as, uh, smaller cities, my two favorite cities in, in Europe are Bruges, Belgium, and Lucerne, Switzerland. Uh, each. And I actually, I've been to all three. And I'll agree with you on two of them as, okay. as favorites. I'm not um, love Bruges um, and uh, love Lucerne. Um, but uh, tell us why um, those are your favorites. Uh, well, Bruges, uh, it's it's like a time capsule of of the Middle Ages. It at least the center of the city. Uh, it, it's it's like time stopped in like the, the 13 or 1400s mm -hmm. as far as the architecture and the layout of the city uh, and it's uh, it's so beautiful and there are canals that run through the city uh, and you and and it's just it's not very large uh you can get everywhere on foot and it's it's just uh such a remarkable place uh i would agree, I would and, agree. those buggy rides and you see swans in the lake and yes. it's kind of all out of a fairy tale isn't it 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 really is it really is and uh and so uh lucerne uh, is at the base of mountains. It's on Lake Lucerne. Uh, it's uh, the city is on both sides of the lake. Uh, 
you have these uh, uh, building facades that are, are so uh, interesting uh, overlooking the lake. You have the chapel bridge uh, that crosses that's sort of an old style medieval bridge. Um, and, and then you have the scenery, the, the, the mountain, mm. uh, I, uh, uh, took a trip up to Mount Pilatus, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, a little ways from, uh, Lucerne. It's, uh, and, uh, I was fortunate in that it was a perfectly sunny day and just the view from the top of Pilatus was, was incredible. Um, did you take one of those gondolas like up in the air? We did that when we were there in Lucerne. I took a, I think it's a cog railway. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, which I think at one point is going up at like 45 degrees or something. And uh, it's uh, Swiss engineering. Uh, Whenever I am on like a gondola or something like that, I look at the, uh, usually they'll have sort of the uh, uh, manufacturer listed. And if it says, Switzerland in some fashion, I feel comfortable. Right. Doesn't say Switzerland. Kind of like kind of like the watches and the clocks. You know what you're getting there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) And all right. So tell me what convinced me about Belgium then. What's good about Belgium? Would you like? Uh, Well, in addition to Bruges, uh, uh, Antwerp is an interesting uh-huh. city and Ghent is all uh-huh. uh, is also and, and and a lot of these places uh, again they'll have a center that is uh, medieval or Renaissance uh, sur- obviously surrounded by more modern uh, and the center of Ghent in particular is, is very impressive. Um, and, uh, you have churches, cathedrals that are, are, uh, filled with, uh, uh, art, uh, that, that is so wonderful. Um, and, uh, uh, Brussels, uh, generally Brussels is where I've been. That's, I haven't been to the other places. Yeah. Okay. Brussels Mm -hmm. is an all right city with one of the most fantastic squares in the world, the grand Place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, just, uh, surrounded with the, uh, the city hall and, and the burger houses, uh, burger as, as, in the, not in, mm-hmm. as, in, as in the, uh, you know, the medieval, uh, I guess the, 
the leaders of industry or whatever. Um, right. And the square is just remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the city is all right. Yeah. Alice is nice. Uh, but it's the square is the focus. Also, uh, one thing about uh, Brussels, uh, it uh, um, their favorite food uh, are mussels. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of mussels. Right. But the right. other thing they and beer and beer are they big on beer? I know that flavored <laughs> beer. Yes. Uh, but what they had, uh, what they're big on, was lobster bisque. Mm-hmm. And every meal in Brussels, I would have lobster bisque. Ah, okay, interesting. All right. So, um, and there are so many other places that we haven't touched on in Europe, but I wanted to get your sense of what your favorites were. All right. Take us to South America. Favorites there um, and also best sites, if you could choose a couple and uh, and also the food. You might mention that, too. Okay. Um, as far as sites. My favorite would definitely be Peru uh, with the Inca civilization. Uh, Machu Picchu is uh, uh, a once in a lifetime place to go. Um, it's uh, uh, remarkable. Uh, it's it's high in the mountains, the mountain setting is is uh in the andes is 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 incredible um the fact that they were able to build this and and it's not small it's a very large uh uh city uh on the top of this mountain uh and then looking over the cliffs the you know the the view that you have and uh, just it's a it, it's an incredible experience uh, to see Machu Picchu and uh, nearby the base for for sightseeing in the area the city of Cusco uh, is also a wonderful place uh, the square in Cusco uh, you have a, a uh a a spanish spanish type cathedral um and the uh the local residents of particularly the women in very colorful clothing um and uh uh clearly descendants of the incas uh, walking around uh and uh, uh, the the, uh, the favorite food in uh, Peru, which was not my favorite food, uh-huh. was was guinea pig. Oh, gee, okay. <laughs> They're very big on guinea pig. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but if you're talking about food, uh, Buenos Aires probably has 
uh, great food. Uh, steak is very big there. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, they have a very large uh, Italian uh, population in Buenos Aires, and they have a section uh, called La Boca, uh, where they have great Italian restaurants. Um, and uh, also, you know, uh, drinking, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil also, uh, uh, I was just basically uh, in Rio, uh, also has steak restaurants mm-hmm. uh, that, are, that are outstanding. Uh, That's great. That's great. Um, okay. So how about places like, um, you know, the Middle East, Israel, um, and this, Egypt and uh, those countries over there? Anything that you recall? Um, Impressive. Well, um, let me compare Egypt with something. Um, one of my favorite countries has always been Greece because Mm -hmm. of the temples and whatever that you see. And in Greece, when you're in Greece, you, you see uh, a few columns, a few roof things, structures, and a, you know, basically a ruin. And you look at it and you're in total awe as you see it. And I'm in total awe when I see it. Right. In Egypt, you go and you see a temple. This temple is a thousand years o- older than that temple you saw in Greece. Hmm. The whole temple is there. It's not a ruin. <laughs> the whole wow. is there. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's With amazing. The yeah. On the on the, the walls and just uh, remarkable. The tombs are are decorated with, you know, just the artwork and and uh uh, just such places, so old and so well preserved, right? Um, and uh, uh, and you go on a cruise on the the lower Nile. I guess it's the upper Nile, <laughs> technically, uh, meaning south. Um, and each morning, you go to a new temple. Uh, and uh, we had uh, I and and then you have an opportunity, and I flew a distance further south to the temple of Abu Simbel, mm-hmm. which, if you recall, uh, was uh, slated to be uh, underwater. Because when they built the Aswan Dam, so the world got together and literally, piece by piece, moved the Temple of Abu Simbel away from the flood, the flooding, hmm. the, the lake, the new lake. Hmm. 
Uh, so, so Abu Simbel is the temple where they have those four massive statues uh, of Ramses mm-hmm. the front. Hmm. That's what everybody sees. Uh, the four, these four massive statues. But what people don't realize is there's a tiny little tunnel in the middle of the, the bottom of those statues, which is the interior of the temple, which is magnificent. Hmm. The interior may be even more magnificent than the exterior. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, let's, so many questions I have, but not that much time. But um, you you also mentioned that, you know, the places in Asia, Vietnam, uh, Cambodia, I know my son still talks about his trips there, my, my eldest son, Howie, and um, uh, some Tunisia and uh, Ukraine and, and uh, uh, Anything that you'd like to mention of of those places, which would you say were any place you've been to was, in your opinion, the most exotic or different or seemed kind of out of this world like nothing else? I know that's a tough question. And also anything else that kind of stands out in your mind? Well, as far as... Uh, um exotic uh in uh cambodia uh cm reap is the gateway to uh the temple complexes of angor wat uh and uh i didn't know very much about it and i think most people don't know much about it uh But what it turns out is this is an area where there are probably two or three hundred different temples and they're Hindu style temples, which means they have these uh, tall uh, stupa like structures in in most of them uh, or they'll have these carved figures, uh, uh, human or godlike figures uh, carved in stone. And, and the, the temples, uh, I, I really uh, found breathtaking, uh, mm. each more breathtaking than the last one. Uh, and that was sort of the maybe one of the more remarkable discoveries that I hadn't expected uh, how outstanding the location was. Uh, There's one particular temple complex uh, that they did something remarkable. Um, These temples were, uh, when rediscovered, were in the middle of the jungle. Uh, Hmm. This one complex, they left a lot of the jungle in place. And so you have these massive trees 
growing through the ruins. Hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Hmm. And it's such a bizarre thing to see. Uh, so Cambodia was, was an incredible location. Um, Indonesia also had outstanding temples. The uh, uh, city of Yogyakarta uh, in central Java. Uh, there's a, a massive, apparently one of the largest Buddhist temples in the world. And then a few miles away is a massive Hindu style temple. Hmm. Uh, yeah, when you think about the age of those temples yeah. and uh, how long they've been there, and we're just kind of a speck in the universe, if you want to, you know, speak philosophically. Um, where, uh, where, okay, this, this might be a loaded question. Um, where are the nicest people or the most congenial people? Maybe that surprised you. Um, well, um, let me, let me say this. Um, I've gone to places and had an impression of a place and then returned like decades later and had a totally different impression of a place. Mm -hmm. Um, I visited China, uh, in 1982 uh, and there were very few tourists around and the country was still uh, very poor um, the uh, there there was uh, there wasn't extreme poverty uh, but it was very poor. And the people that I ran into were unceasingly kind uh, to us. Really? Hmm. And, it, and my comment at the time was that this was the first country I had ever visited where the people you ran into were kind for the simple purpose of being kind. No wow. ulterior motive. Other places, somebody is sure. friendly because they want to sell you something. Uh, right. They got their hand out. Right. They have an angle of some kind. China was the first country I encountered where Everyone was kind just to be kind. And they would look at you, uh, I, I guess, more in the less populated area with awe uh, mm -hmm. because you were the tourist attraction to them. <laughs> Isn't that something? Warren, I'm going to ask you, we're, unfortunately, we're running out of time. So I have just... Two more questions. The first, if you if anything comes to mind on 
uh, a time when you've had a complication, either with the language or the weather or the traveling. I know when we were in Athens, for example, the weather was over was over 100 degrees. Our flight was delayed by many hours, and that was kind of a mess. And then once we got lost when we were in Paris and we had to get on different metros and so forth. Um, so, um, any complications that kind of might, you can maybe laugh at now, but might not have seemed so funny at the time. A few. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just give us one. Then. Um, well, how's this? Uh, when I was in Nairobi, Kenya, uh, walking through the center of the city, um, I was kidnapped. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I was kidnapped in Kenya. Uh, it's a very long story. Uh, give us the, give us the one minute version. I'll give, I'll give you the, uh, I was approached by a young man who said he would be visiting the U.S., soon as a student and could we sit down and have coffee and talk about and tell me tell him about the united states i said sure so we sat down in a place had coffee and then he started to say that he was part of a movement and he needed my help and i started getting very nervous and then suddenly uh like 10 or 20 uh, armed people rushed into the place, surrounded the table, dragged him away and and then pulled me and said, you're in you're in terrible trouble. You've been associated with an associating with a known terrorist. You will be in court tomorrow morning on a charge, and you're facing a sentence of 20 years in, in a Kenyan prison. <laughs> How long ago was, when was this? This was in the mid-90s. Okay, and how did you get out of that jam, uh, Warren? Well, I was interrogated, and, uh, and, and they were imposters. Ah. Uh, uh. Uh, okay. But but at the time, Kenya was a police state, probably mm. is something of a police state today, but it was very much a police state then. So this was all very credible to me. Yes. Uh, and uh, and they were very good. They were very, very good. Huh. And he uh, asserted to me that he was Kenyan. They were Kenyan internal security police. Um, and after much interrogation and a, a, a long time, uh, uh, suggested that there was a way uh, to escape uh, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By them taking me to the neighborhood bank. <laughs> Ah, oh, okay. Money talks, okay. <laughs> and that that might be a way to. Uh-huh. 
Oh, my God. Well, I said you could laugh about it now. I'm sure it wasn't funny at the time. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so did is that what you did? You paid them I off? I paid them off. Then he, they brought me back to the interrogation room. And I had a Pittsburgh Pirates uh, hat. And uh, he, the guy who had been interrogating me just... A, a mean look all constantly and a, a demeanor that uh, never changed. And then he looked at me and he said, uh, that's a very nice hat you have there. And I looked at him, I took off the hat and, and tossed it across the table. And the biggest smile you ever saw. The hat did it. The hat did it. I was free to go. Well, I'm glad you got out of that one. That's something we never knew knowing you all these years. So uh, I'm certainly glad you made it out of that one. Um, Okay. So quickly, I know that that COVID has hampered things for all of us when it comes to travel, certainly. And uh, so where to next? Well, last summer, I had wanted to go to... uh, uh, on one a single trip, Belarus, Moldova, and Ukraine. Uh, I had never okay. been. Uh, Belarus is the major. Belarus and Moldova are the major countries in Europe that I've never been to. So I wanted to do that. Okay. Uh, so that uh, <laughs> disappeared, and now with the political situation. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd back. Right. Um, I, I also had booked, actually booked a trip for this past September to Israel and Jordan. Uh, I, I had never Mm -hmm. been to Jordan, um, and wanted to do a return to Israel, but as it approached, Israel remained closed to tourists. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully you'll get to all of those places soon if we crawl yeah. our way out yeah. of this mess. Um, but I, this has been so wonderful. I, I could talk for you to you for many more hours. Um, and I would suggest to you even getting your own podcast because you're certainly a wealth of information. So Warren, I want to thank you for your time today. And um, you really are an extraordinary. Oh, no, I, I enjoyed it. Surely. <laughs> okay. Take care now. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Extraordinary People. To learn more about Shirley Wachtel and to subscribe to the show, head to ShirleyWachtel.com. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Extraordinary People. Extraordinary People.